0: Finger licking good. Finger licking good. Believe it or not, some of you saw it. I saw a legitimate KFC scented log at Canadian Tire. I doth not believe mine eyes. I mean, it's funny to think it's a funny concept, but it's even funnier to think that somehow someone at the log company, (laughs) I don't even know who's making logs. But someone at Log Corporation Incorporated, limited liability partnership log firm run by David Log of the Log family came up with an idea. They must have dreamt that idea. They either dreamt that idea or they got drunk at home and they said, I got I got an idea. Write it down. And they literally pitched at a meeting. I, I think we should do you know, they're having the annual log meeting. No one's even talking about cents. We're the log company. We know what we're doing. The only thing we're talking about is, could we make them more round? Should we add a quarter inch to the end? What do you think about these log lengths? What are the surveys doing? Let's get the focus group booked for next week on the logs. Let's get the log focus group booked. And then they sit behind that two-way glass, that two-way mirror, right? And they, they ask just common people. They pay them like 20 bucks to be in a focus group. And they go, how do you, when you see a log, how do you feel? And then people become all introspective because they know they have to say something. They're like, you know, really, a, a good log. It reminds me of my childhood, and I think I would be willing to pay more for for a log that I felt was familiar, right? And the person leading the discussion, mm-hmm, 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 and they know to ask questions. Yeah, tell me about fam- What does familiar mean to you? I learned about that when I did my marketing degree about like uh, focus groups. Dude, it's so fun to think about being part of a focus group because you know what it is. I would love to. It's the one time for an average person that you get to say your opinion like it means something. You get to you have this sense and they teach us that in school. They're like most of what people say in a focus group is bullshit because they're just trying to sound smart or important because they're like, whoa. No one's even cared about me my whole life. My own family has rejected me. My friends barely call me. That's why I'm willing to do a focus group for $20. And all of a sudden, now they've got someone with a clipboard and a lab coat actually listening to them. Oh my God, tell me that doesn't make you sit up straighter. It doesn't even matter what the focus group is on. Like I said, it could be logs. It could be iPads. It could be marbles, and people will be like, "You know what? I it, here's what's wrong with the marble industry." <laughs> All right, some guy named Jim. The thing about marbles is when you set them down, where do they they go wherever they want. I think if marbles had edges and corners, and at least one at least one corner, so you could sit it on something and not have it roll away. That's that's where I would use a marble. Don't know what I'm over here? Am I crazy or that how oh, a marble should work? And then that guy, even though if he said that in a regular social setting, everyone would walk away from him. Like everyone has his whole life in this setting. The person holding the clipboard goes, yeah, yeah. Wow. That's a really good point. That's a really. And tell me more. What is the importance of corners to you? (laughs) I would love to be in a focus group. I would love to run a focus group. Everything related with that. I would love to be the participant. And I get to just make stuff up. I get to tell you about how cheese makes me feel. Um, I would love to be the person running it so I can pretend to care and ask questions. And I would love to be the person on the other side of that mirror, the two-way glass, just taking notes. And by the way, if you're in a focus group and you see a mirror in the room and you don't know by this point someone is on the other side peeping at you, you never seen a sci-fi movie? It's not even a sci-fi movie if there's in a two-way mirror at some point. Creepy. I wonder if you have to. They run you through a like a background check if you buy a two-way mirror. If you go to Home Depot as an average person, a civilian, which is French for or uh, for civilian, it, <laughs> dude. If you go to if you go to Home Depot and you bought a two-way mirror. Wouldn't they have to run you through like an average person? Because you're, all, you're a pervert. That's the only reason you would get that, right? Would they call the police? Do they have to run you through a program? I would, like how much of that stuff can you honestly buy before they are supposed to tell the police? Right? Like, okay, let's say two-way mirror, nothing. What if you buy a two-way mirror and a tiny little webcam? And you say things like, hey, how long do the batteries last in this webcam if I drill it in like behind a wall? (laughs) Then do they call the police? What if you buy a two-way mirror, a tiny webcam, rope, an axe, and bleach, and a towel? What about that? And you go, will this remove stains and then allow me to record a room secretly? (laughs) That stuff, I always wonder, because they always cold case files. They always have whoever did the murder is at Home Depot the next day buying rope, buying a hacksaw. Come on, man. Buying cement? Who buys cement? You putting in a basketball hoop? Or you bearing a body? So anyway, what the heck was I even talking about? Oh yeah, focus groups. I would love to be in a focus group. I'd love to be on the other side, just taking notes, going, look at these dum dumps. I don't even know what they're talking about. So somebody, they did a focus group at this log company or whatever, or at least somebody in the meeting said, I think we should make KFC scented logs. Now think about the levels this had. That means that other executives had to go. Yeah. You know what, Brian? Brilliant. That's That's the one thing we need to do with our logs. Let's get those KFC scented. But here's the even better part is then they had to go. Then this log company had to book a, a meeting with KFC. I don't even know how you do that. You call up, you call up the Colonel and you're like, Hey, we want to get your scent into every house in the nation. And he says, I've been trying to do that for years. They go, no, no, no. Some of the people that don't eat chickens still burn logs. You see where we're going over here. And then they had to form, form a joint venture partnership on these logs. And I think that is incredible. And the fact that it was then distributed to Canadian Tire. Then Canadian Tire had to go, yeah, I think there's enough demand for these KFC logs that we'll actually place an order. When you think of all the things that had to line up for a KFC scented log to get to Canadian Tire. It really is, you know what? It brings a tear to my eye. It brings a 23 mystery spices and... and, uh, Uh, what do they call it? spice yeah just spices and herbs or whatever (laughs) to my eye but it does make you curious enough right i mean the weird thing with that is i could see you buying it once because you're like it's kind of fun or it's a joke gift if you're buying if you come back if you burn a whole kfc log and you're like yeah i like i like my my house smelling like fried chicken so much i'm gonna get another one dude you should go to you should talk to someone what are you avoiding in your life that you're fighting it with KFC scent? <laughs> Unreal. That would be a nightmare. Your whole house is s- smells like fried chicken all the time. That, again, it's fun for like 10 minutes. And then you're like, I'm starving. Get me chicken right now. I'm going to lose it. My mouth is watering. And then you eat the chicken. And you're like, now I'm going to throw up because everything smells like it. Right? Then you go to work and everyone's like, Who? You, smell, you smell like you jumped into a vat of chicken skins. And you go, you're fired. You can't say chicken skins in 2021. That concludes the story for that. So anyway, that was a really cool one. It's just a fun thing to spice up life. With so little going on right now, you see a KFC stented chicken log and wow, what a day. The other thing I was thinking today is uh, I thought how weird it must be to be in school right now as a kid. Like what that experience is like. And you know what I think? I think that after this is all done. We're going to have a surge of nose fetishes. Hear me out. I think we're going to have a surge of nose fetishes because what's happening right now is we've got a lot of kids in school, right? We've got a lot of of guys hitting puberty. And when a guy hits puberty, you guys remember, and if you're a girl, you remember seeing this, at least hearing about it. You're 12, 13, maybe you're 24, maybe you're a little late, whatever. But when you wake up and it's puberty time, dude, you're overnight, your brain goes from like, oh, I could do a puzzle. The next day it wakes up and it's like, I don't even know what's going on. Where's the boobs at? Where's the no time for puzzles? Where's boobs? And it likes the things that are taboo. And now faces are taboo. So there's a lot of guys who are getting, going through puberty now with all the hormones surging. They're forming their identity and it's going to be con- They're great. Right? They're going to have a girl that they like. They're going to have their first crush and they're going to remember she had a mask over her face. So it's either going to be a mask fetish or a nose fetish. I guarantee that's going to stick with some of these guys forever. Your first crush. It's either going to be all you can think about is, see- is seeing her nose. <laughs> I don't know. Or... Yeah, as you grow up as an adult, that's going to be the thing where you're going to have to—they're going to have to wear a mask. But that's going to be—that's going to be a weird surge that I guarantee we're going to see, mask fetish stuff or something like that after this. I don't know, but I just—I remember that time as a young man when you're going through—you're like 13 and you're insane. But then the problem is your friends are insane too; you're all crazy. That's why they're like, "Why are boys so destructive?" And it's like, yeah, because one day. In the middle of the night, your brain just opens this floodgates of testosterone and you don't even know, nothing in your body knows how to handle it. Your bones start growing at different rates. You ever seen a kid with a super long leg leaning over and it's like, yeah, I slept on my side and this is what happened. All my testosterone went to my right femur and that kid has to sleep on the other side for weeks now to even it all out so he can be normal height now, not leaning over. That's how crazy the hormones are. So I think that's what's going to happen. These kids are out here. Taboo, leave your mask on taboo. It's imprinting in their mind at the same time as they're getting all this testosterone and it doesn't leave Once men get a thing it doesn't leave. That's what they always say, right? Once they get like a fetish thing. It's just there forever. So buckle up for that. I think that's on the way God forbid they come home from school and then they also smell a KFC log because now they're gonna have a nose nose chicken fetish and There's nothing wrong with having a nose chicken fetish, but It's going to be a small community. It's going to be a very... (laughs) It's not going to be enough to have a convention. That's why I wonder how they ever find enough people like these big ones, right? Like the furry conventions. How do they ever find... All right, let's say there's like one dude in the neighborhood. And he really enjoys dressing up like an animal. How does he find enough other people? I mean, I guess it's the internet. But what are the odds? What a rush that must have been. The first two people, you know, the first person who dresses up like a dog is an adult. is like, I'm so lonely. I'm the only person that does this. And then imagine starting that AOL chat room. You find even two other people who are into it. You're like, what? (laughs) There's, There's more dog people out there. All right, let's go rent a hotel atrium. Let's go rent an entire Holiday Inn Express and take it over for a week. I wish I was part of a niche community like that. I got nothing. I'm just a generic, just a generic guy. There's no group for us. Hockey games. Maybe that's it. That's the smallest convention we have is like 18,000 guys yelling at a puck. That's my community. That's my people. Wow. It never felt less special in my life. Anyway, I bought a Garmin a couple of weeks ago. And for running. Because I'm like, I got to track a... Uh, My distance more accurate. I was using my phone GPS and it's a gong show. The the phone does not do good GPS when you're running. It's all over the place. And so I bought a Garmin and you know what I realized is like, how did anyone run back in the day? I'm getting live updates from satellites telling me how far I'm going, all this. How did you do it back in the day? You just had to step it off, like measure it. You have to get one of those rolly meter sticks that you roll along the ground and then it clicks and you count the clicks. I don't know how you would ever know how far you're going. I mean, it's one thing if you have a place you go every day and someone else measured some great explorer, came there years earlier and measured it for you. But what if you go to a new city? I don't know. It's the same way with, I don't know how people, I think for comedy, the only way I was able to ever find these little towns that I would do shows in on the weekend was because of the maps on my phone. I mean, to think about trying to find a comedy venue. In a small town, like when I was doing shows in legions and old arenas in like black, black, uh, where did I go? Swan Hills one time. Like to, to think about plotting that route. Okay. Go, you go up the, the highway two until you get to uh, highway 96 crossing. And then you go right on 96 and you go left and oh nightmare. And then what if you miss the turn? You can't be distracted back in the day. You gotta actually be, you gotta count like trees to remember what you saw on the map. Okay, that's four trees, supposed to turn at the sixth one. Stressful. So that's the same thing with I don't know how people actually did workouts or pl- like ran. I guess you would just pick a distance and be like, I think that was about right. I'm going home. And here's the other big part no one even knew you did it. Yeah, what's the point then? What's the point? It's so crazy because that's so obviously not the point, but even I, now that we have apps like Strava and all this type of stuff where you can, you post your workout, it's, you obviously don't do it for that, but like last night I did a spin. I did a spin class on our bike and I realized halfway through my watch wasn't even synced up and I did for half a second have the thought, well, what's the point of this? What a waste. What a waste of fitness and health that I'm not even going to get a post <laughs> And immediately I was like, that's the dumbest thought I've ever had. And so now I got this Garmin, but it's too smart for its own good. That's my issue. They say when you get these devices, these smartwatches, all this type of stuff, don't become a slave to the device. You go do your thing. You let it measure and then you decide if that's accurate. That's good in practice. But guess what? Now I'm looking at my Garmin. It tells me what workouts to do. It's telling me how long to run, what pace to do. Sometimes I don't want to do that. I do my own thing. And then it has this like calculation as to whether a workout is good or not. And that is so stressful. You find out at the end, I had a run the other day. I did my whole thing. Do my whole run. I get to the end. And just because of, I don't know, whatever the pace was, I did it at, whatever my heart rate was at, it tells me that was not productive. (laughs) Dude, imagine doing an entire run and at the end. It's just like there's some drunk guy there with a stopwatch going, it probably would have been better if you didn't even do that. You should have just stayed home. Should have stayed home, had a little drink, smelt a little chicken log, working out. Unbelievable. So then you do become a slave. I'm just trying to impress this thing. I'm trying to make the watch happy. Because if you do the workout it wants, it says you're being productive, you're getting more fit that's what you want. You get addicted to that approval. It's funny too. Cause it gets passive aggressive. Sometimes it'll be like, well, you're a little slow today. Uh, why don't you try parking farther away? I'm like, that's the most passive aggressive shit I've ever seen in my life. Can you imagine just that recommendation? Imagine if your doctor told you that, right? They're like, yeah, you're all healthy, but, uh, you ever thought about, uh, parking farther away from places? Just get a couple more steps in there. You'd be like, you know what? Just say it, doc. Just say it. No, 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 no. You don't have to change a thing. You're looking good, healthy, healthy weight. But yeah, maybe we try uh, parking a little farther away. Yeah, huh? Maybe you try uh, using stairs instead of the escalator. <laughs> so that's what this thing's doing to me. And then it's funny because now I'm using it to like assess how I feel. It has this thing that measures stress. And I'm looking at that. I'm like, I feel great. And I look at it. And I'm like, oh, shit. I'm a little stressed. I don't feel stressed, but maybe I am. Maybe I should feel stressed. And then it's the other days I look and I'm like, feel a little stressed. And it says, I'm not stressed. I go, you're right. I'm not stressed. How millennial is that? That's millennial. That's, that's how we are. We get outside. It's freezing, but we're like, let's check my phone to see what this temperature is. It, it could be freezing outside and you check your iPhone. And if your iPhone said it's like plus 20, you'd be like, that's, guess it's not that cold. I mean, it feels cold, but I only trust technology. I don't trust my senses. I trust the cloud. And I trust my phone. And that's the only thing. And I trust in the great power of a chicken scented log. Especially since my boyfriend has a nose fetish and he likes <laughs> he likes to watch me sniff it. Wow. I got some weird energy today. That was a weird. Whew! I I agree. That was a weird way to end it, but that's what it is, man. That's what it is. That's Wednesday energy. We're halfway through the week. Keep going. We got two more left. Two more days. Have a good Wednesday, you guys. I'll see you tomorrow for Thursday. Bye-bye.